Look, I believe in one simple truth. You don't have to be superhuman to be a superhero. There are heroes all around us. Heroes of culture, business, philanthropy, and technology. And on this show, I'm going to talk to them all. My name is Joe Anthony, and this is Hero Talk. What's up, guys? We're back for another episode of Hero Talk, the show where we talk to ordinary people who do extraordinary things, heroes of culture, technology, innovation, business, that are all connected by one common goal, and that's to change the world, make it, make it a better place. I'm here today with my good friend, Richie Cruz, marketer extraordinaire, currently the director of brand partnerships between the NBA and Mountain Dew. NBA lead on the Mountain Dew uh, communications team for North it. America, yeah. But got it, got it. Happy to be here. Awesome, man. Well, thank you. Um, you know, I, I got to start off because, you know, we go back, right? And uh, I followed your career since we started working together to you going over and working at Pepsi. And I believe the first title you had at Pepsi was like cultural or lifestyle marketing director, right? It, it, it was the, 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 most, uh, the most buzzword you could throw on a business card. Uh, you know, in hindsight, it's actually kind of funny. No, it was the, I think it was the lifestyle marketing specialist for cultural branding. Maybe a few more words. But uh, no, that was, yeah, that was the first title. What's the title criteria the for getting that job, having a you fly shoe collection? Or like what? It, it was funny. My, my, uh, my now former boss, like, we, we talk about it, and I think it was just... Yeah, it was definitely having a fly shoe collection, but it was also <laughs> just a sense of curiosity. I think yes. that that was it, and that was the um, almost like the the one sort of silver bullet, like bullseye uh, qualification. I think that, that that was needed at the time. Yeah. It was like big brand, big family of brands, big organization. Uh, how do we act nimble and and connected in a, in a way that uh, allows us to be an authority? Got it, got it, got it. And, and I think it was an interesting time, right? Um, because the you know, when you went over to Pepsi, um, there weren't really a lot of companies that were embracing mm -hmm. that kind of approach to marketing. Mm -hmm. So do you feel like you lucked out a little bit in terms of being able to go to a place that kind of fit your skill set and your passion kind of perfectly? Yeah, I think it's uh, the organization is a is a, a function of not only the, the brands that have been built, but the mm -hmm. people that have built them, right? Mm -hmm. And at the time, you know, I was very fortunate to work with a group of very passionate marketers who had very diverse skill sets and more and very unorthodox sort of mm -hmm. career paths. Mm -hmm. I, I wasn't working at a, on a team at that time where, you know, and not to take anything away from the very, the more traditional sort of career path, but folks that worked in entertainment or worked on uh, big brands, but in very non-traditional functions. And we were kind of like this very, what I refer to as like the island of misfit toys in a way, right? Because <laughs> you have, you know, this, this again, very, uh, this group of folks that have one common goal, but very, a very different approach in terms of how to, uh, how to achieve that. Um, you know, at, at the same time in the organization. So, um, yeah, it was it was definitely a, a lot of fun. I, I can't complain. Well, let's back up for a minute and, and talk a little bit about kind of your Genesis story. Um, you know, I was excited to have you on this show, not just because of our connection, but more so I see you as one of these rising stars in the, brand, in the brand world, uh, just because, one, you have such an innate understanding of culture, lifestyle, um, uh, consumer passion, kind of what moves people emotionally, and that's where we're moving to mm -hmm. as a marketing culture, as an, as an industry. Um, but talk a little bit about kind of how you developed your affinity for 
uh, pop culture lifestyle and how you kind of developed um, your methodology or your approach to applying it to business problems? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, growing up, the, the people that kind of inspired me were the Russell Simmons of the world mm -hmm. and the, you know, the Steve Stouts and the Jays of the mm -hmm. world. And like that was my first exposure to marketing and advertising as mm -hmm. an urban youth back in the day. Right. And, you know, there were campaigns that I saw or that I was exposed to as a target consumer, knowing that I was a consumer and thinking that that was awesome and not understanding like how the, the business worked or what the mm -hmm. rationale was, but that it made it an emotional impact in one way or another, whether they, were, they provided some sense of entertainment or utility or both. Mm -hmm. um, there, was a, there was a spark there and I just wanted to understand a little bit more why, why that was. And, you know, this is in the, the, the heydays of print and, you know, I would rip out mm -hmm. magazines and post them up there and just try to decipher what they were trying to you know, get at and how they're being consistent from television to print and from print to radio and, you know, vice versa. And it was just really connected by narrative. And, uh, you know, as you as I progressed in my career, I, actually, I'll take a step back. When I was in college, like, I had no idea what I wanted to pursue, right? I had a I was double majoring in communications and economics, not marketing specifically, but communications was always that connective tissue between everything. Like, in order to be effective in business, you need to, it starts with, or at least within uh, brand marketing, starts with a story and a proposition and how that is um, allows you to have competitive advantage in the marketplace, so on and so forth. And then I also wanted to be a journalist at the same time, right? So like in order to write an effective story, you have to have a compelling point of view. Mm. Um, so I try to always find the, the commonality between those two and even still like, um, but it started there. And then in my career, as I progressed, I, didn't, it was a little schizophrenic at first. Coming out of college, I graduated into the recession. Mm -hmm. There wasn't an abundance or an overabundance of, uh, of opportunity there. So I just kind of made it my own. And I was freelance writing mm -hmm. at the same time when I was interning in, in a marketing department um, at a very young complex media, mm -hmm. then complex magazine, yeah. and just try to soak everything in and, um, and really identify where the opportunity was long term. So I pursued marketing, but always in a way from a journalistic standpoint. Like, what is the story that we're trying to tell and like, how do we tell that over time to a, to a consumer group? Was there a tip, uh, tipping point moment or a campaign that you saw that kind of lit that fire or kind of you know, got those juices flowing and saying, I gotta be involved in this industry because that is just dope? Man, I, not, not one specific campaign, because there's a lot that I mean, you know, I'm, I, I'm a lot of, initiatives and a lot of uh, you know innovation and, and campaigns like you know you look at what Jay did with Reebok and that was a moment in time or what Nike did you know with uh, with their Nike basketball spot with the yeah with yeah, the, yeah, with Bobito and yeah, like yeah, the yeah, very yeah, rhythmic yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. approach to kind of merging you know music and sport in a very artistic kind of performance art driven way mm -hmm. like those things st still stick out to me um, you know and one mixtape that was mm -hmm. a moment and how mm -hmm. you know at the time not that I'm biased but Mountain yeah. Dew getting involved mm -hmm. along with other partners to help elevate something that was you know microscopic at the time to, mm -hmm. uh, to a national uh, uh, conversation you know about streetball so all of those things I think in the aggregate affected me and, and helped shape my point of view and, and helped establish my true north in terms of what I wanted to pursue in terms of uh, you know brand marketing whether it be on one specific brand or on the agency side or both um, but those things I think they made an impact and still do and like I wish that I can hopefully create something that people will talk about one day. I mean so how do you keep your I guess, uh, 
finger on the pulse of what's going on. I mean, obviously we live in a rapidly changing consumer environment where influencers are changing, the societal trends are driving and shaping new behaviors and realities from a socioeconomic standpoint. Um, we're seeing attrition in a lot of the core major platforms. Uh, music is, is this nebulous thing right now. I mean, uh, fashion has become democratized and fragmented from a distribution standpoint where it's not even cool to wear logos anymore. I mean, where do you discern, you know, your information from to mm -hmm. basically stay on trend in terms of what consumers want? That's a that's a great question. I mean, I wish there was one specific go-to, but I think my approach is just to shut up and, and listen <laughs> and talk to and talk to youth as mm -hmm. as often as I can. Mm -hmm. Um observation without interruption. So it's a little bit of anthropology. Like mm -hmm. I will sometimes go to a subway stop where I have, um, where there's not a find like a, an end point or a destination. I'll just sit and just watch and people watch yeah. and just try to observe people's behavior. Is that a very New York thing? Cause I do that too. I, you know, I, <laughs> lo I, I love riding the train sometimes yeah. just to kind of get yeah. a vibe. Like I brainstorm the best when I'm on the train and I'm around shit happening mm -hmm. like in real time. Yeah, I, it, might, it may be a New York thing or just an, an, uh, an, an urban center thing, but I love to just observe and I love to, I love to read and stay curious. And um, I, I tell you know, kids that I, that, that I encounter now in my career, because I was them not too long ago, and what advice can you give? Like stay, stay curious and, and, and have a keen um, uh, attention to detail because the smallest spark can wind up being this big consumer macro trend that may be something that pr provides a brand an opportunity or a market defining opportunity. So uh, paying attention, I think, is like as, as cliche as they may be, mm -hmm. like that's my, that's what I, I ultimately defer to in terms of like uh, absorbing trends and absorbing behaviors that can inform business or maybe not, but it may be just something that, that provokes a thought that goes somewhere or it doesn't. But, now, is this, yeah. is this part of your function now, um, you know, at PepsiCo or is this something that you basically take upon yourself to ensure that at any given point you 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 have the material, you have the insight to be able to offer up. Because obviously, you know, you, at a company like PepsiCo, there's always structured roles, jobs, things that you have mm -hmm. to do. But there's also a level of fluidity because you have to be adaptive to the new yep. trends and things that are happening to ensure that your 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 business, your company, your brand is, is always on the cutting edge and leading, not mm -hmm. necessarily reacting. Well, it starts. I think for us, it's. I don't say. I think I know. Like for us, it everything begins and ends with the consumer. What problem are you solving, and what? point of differentiation can you offer, again, that offers either utility, entertainment, or some mm -hmm. combination of the two. With the NBA as a new partner of ours, you know, the one thing that we determined up front, even, you know, before we, we uh, wrote that first brief to our partners was, you know, we don't want to be the official soft drink of the NBA, sure. right? Like, mm -hmm. we want to reject everything that has to do with uh, how a brand is supposed to behave in a massive corporate partnership, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know. So our designation is simply just do X NBA yeah, you know, yeah. to you know connote collaboration and, and creativity, and that's those are some of the tenets that we stand for, um, you know, within the partnership, and that's evident in a lot of the, the output and the work, um, you know. And we hear back from our consumers that this is working, yeah. this is changing their perception of our brand. It's a long we have a long road ahead, but I think to your point about fluidity, uh, you know, things. New tech technology should inform the thing. We have shiny toy syndrome sometimes, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah, as a yeah. as a massive organization, and there's nothing wrong with 
testing, learning, and iterating. Um, but not everything needs to be tested, learned, and iterated at the same level. Mm -hmm. So uh, discernment, to your point earlier, it, it plays a, a critical There's role. There's classic tools and techniques that always work. Mm -hmm. you, do, you may have to change the wrapping, or you may have to change the, the tonality based upon what the current narrative of the day is, mm -hmm. but there's still those classic tools that you always go to mm -hmm. uh, that don't, are tried and true. Yeah. Don't, don't be whack. <laughs> <laughs> don't be whack. Don't be, be authentic. Be true to yourself. Yeah. I mean, honestly, when you guys got involved with uh, the NBA, it was I kind of felt like you were bringing more to the table to them than they were bringing to you. Mm -hmm. You know, it was kind of a situation where you have this brand that really kind of built its equity from a from aligning itself and driving and being a part of the genesis of counterculture, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and now you're going to one of the core four sports platforms and saying, hey, we want to get involved with you. And I saw that as uh, a boost in for a league that was going through a transition point where they were trying to kind of rebrand, re-identify. Uh, they were starting to see a lot of their players um, you know, investing a lot in social media. They weren't controlling that message. Mm -hmm. you, know, where, you know, they were losing a sense of uh, a brand identity to an audience that were starting to fragment their interests based upon the access to infinite information and lifestyle choices. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the, it's a league of superstars, and I think, you know, again, they, they are a partner of ours, so at, I'm going to be, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to mince words, but I'm going to be careful, right? But they, you know, they, they, out of all of the sports leagues, and I believe the data points to this, that they're the fastest growing in terms of just yeah. overall audience, and mm -hmm. specifically the audience that we, mm -hmm. um, that's attractive to us, yeah. youth. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, and like, even just dating back to when, you know, you, you and I were watching basketball as kids, like, mm -hmm. it's like, these players are, are, are icons, whether they like it and they try to be, you know, or, or not, like Charles Barkley, right? I'm not yeah. a lot of role model sort of thing. Um, so there's something interesting, you know, about like just the, the value exchange in terms of what, you know, the league offers us and what we offer them yeah. as partners. Yeah. Um, and we're just in year two of a very long journey together. Yeah. So we have to earn that right to be an authority in the space, um, which is why yeah. even outside of, uh, you know, the, the league, we work with people like Russell and um, Isaiah Thomas yeah. and, uh, you know, and Giannis Antetokounmpo and, and, a, and a few other guys. And, and really, not, we're not just the drink shop brand, we want to create, co-create with them because we know that that's going to appeal much more deeply in the long term, you know, to their audience and to our audience than just doing a spot. Well, that's something I've always appreciated about Do. There's a level of kind of brand humility, despite the fact that you've been a part of uh, a move, movements within sports and culture and fostering um, lifestyle and culture at its genesis point or its, you know, its inception, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's, you know, um, digital content or, you know, extreme sports and things like that. To walk into a situation without a level of arrogance to say, hey, we're bringing so much value because we have this kind of built equity. No, we actually have to earn the right mm -hmm. um, to get your fans that are endemic NBA fans to accept us, mm -hmm. you know? And you could potentially see a brand going into that situation with a level of equity that's already pre-existing and saying, hey, no, this is how we want to dictate the partnership. Yeah, it's, it's humility is, you know, I think a tenant, any successful brand in, in 2017 and beyond needs to exercise a, a very real sense of humility because choice right now mm -hmm. <laughs> in, yeah. in, in any category, in any, um, you know, facet of, of consumer, you know, marketing and branding, like choice for the first time is, is uh, is a is a 
everyone's empowered, right? And, mm -hmm. and I think transparency and access to information just mm -hmm. accelerates that. And um, you know, the barriers to entry across the board are very low. Any any brand, whether they're a direct competitor of ours uh, or or a small upstart, you know, they ha if they have a story to tell and they have uh, you know some semblance of an audience, they're going to get it out there. And that to us is a threat in one way or another. So we need to. Ensure that the the story the stories that we tell and the point of view that we have is preserved and uh, and that again we just we listen to the audience and we listen to our consumers and our partners because without them we're you know we're we're nothing yeah that's awesome um, you know the last couple of interviews I had you know um, one of the driving thematics has been purpose and mm -hmm. you know we start seeing we're starting to hear purpose as a value proposition. Um, permeating itself. I'm using a lot of P's right now <laughs> within within the industry, yeah. and um, you know we all seen the the Simon Sinek TED Talk, and it starts with why, and you mentioned North Star, and that's becoming more consistent vernacular within the boardroom, right? Yeah. Where do you see purpose playing within the marketing space right now? Maybe not particularly at Pepsi. You could feel free to obviously elaborate how purpose plays a role mm -hmm. at, in, in your job, but I mean. I feel that there's there's a very um, liberal usage of this term right now, mm -hmm. but not necessarily a finite understanding of what it really means to be purposeful. Mm -hmm. You have any thoughts on? on I that? think it starts with 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 intent, right? Like you know, you know. I think at, at the end of the day, there's you're 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 in business for you know for a reason, which is to drive growth, whether it's independently or you know if you're beholden to, to shareholders or you know whatever the case may be, but. I think purpose is it's not a it's not a buzzword or a tactic. It's just a way of being. It's a mindset, and it starts with that. Um, for me, I, I would say like my purpose and the and the and the, the sort of journey that I've been on professionally has just been um, you know this innate need to prove out and like very specifically how. You know, brands that participate actively in culture, and that can mean any culture. It's mm -hmm. youth culture, you know, m you know, moms mm -hmm. or whatever the, whatever yeah. it is, right? Yeah. I just don't want th everybody to think that it's just about being cool and living, you know, mm -hmm. you know, youth lifestyle. Right? It's, it's more than that. But brands that have an active role in culture and enable that um, over the long term are going to sustain a competitive advantage, right? Mm -hmm. And that's a very simple thought, but to, 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 to really grasp that and commit to that, it's, it's, not, a, it's not that easy. But... Purpose, I think it starts with the individual of the organization. It's a, it, it, it should inform your recruiting, it should inform how your teams operate, and then obviously the output and the decisions that you make every day. Um, you know, it's not, a, it's not a, a nice sort of corporate warm thing that we tell, you know, shareholders and partners. It yeah. needs to inform the agenda, you know, top to bottom. And, uh, and I think, you know, ultimately you'll be rewarded for that. It's awesome, man, it's awesome. Um, what macro trends or micro, what trends right now are exciting you in the space? I Dad mean, hats, no, I'm just <laughs> um, Right now, I mean, uh, I'd say, man, there's a ton. I'd say, again, just our consumers, and this is not a new trend, you know, and I think it's something that's sort of permanent at this point, but just the degree to which content and storytelling and narrative is being embraced by just normal everyday people doing extraordinary things like you know to, to just play that back mm -hmm. I mean the 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 degree to which you know and I can only speak for you know from for the brands that, that I support I mean like 
people are educated, people are passionate, they want to see this person in this ad or they want to see this thing, they'll call you out on, on something and our ability to kind of optimize based on real-time feedback is awesome. Um, but I think the empowered consumer and, and, and living in a generation like, uh, or living at a time where there's a whole generation that won't know what traditional marketing yeah, is. Yeah. Like, I'm excited to see that continue to evolve. But I think from, as a trend, I don't even think it's a trend, to be honest, as I mentioned, I think it's just something that is gonna come to fruition and pay dividends in, in the, you know, in the next 10, 10 years. One thing at, at our agency that we preach is, is this idea of not just talking, behaving, right? Mm -hmm. um, actively, making a contribution to culture, mm -hmm. not just riding its back, mm -hmm. right? And, um, you know, we, we're shifting from this point of borrowed equity and kind of attaching myself to something that's cool mm -hmm. in term, to creating something that's cool and, 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 and developing our own equity that's kind of self-sustaining, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. um, are you seeing a lot of brands embrace that ideology of wanting to not only align with endemic platforms that, that have the affinity of their target consumer, but taking more of a proactive approach in developing their own equity, their own proprietary platforms? Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of a good example. Um, can you repeat the, 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 the first part of the question? Uh, it, it's really this idea of, um, aligning with culture strategically in a way where you're actually creating culture, not mm -hmm. just associating with it, right? Mm -hmm. And um, there's a nuance there, but, you know, um, I'm a Gen Xer, and I grew up in an age where um, big brands basically bought their way into cool by aligning with cool things, mm -hmm. right? And I think now, because um, culture cool has become so democratized, right? There's an expectation that you're going to do more as a brand. You're not just going to align with what's cool. Yeah. You're going to create what's cool and help me further drive what I'm passionate about. Yeah, I agree. I think it, and it comes down to just empowering your 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 audience and your, you know, the communities that you you serve, right? Mm -hmm. like one of the things that we did um, not too long ago was partner with this um, organization, really great organization called um, The Remix Project in Chicago. And like we came in and it was, uh, you know, it wasn't the, the, the biggest organization. It wasn't gonna give us mm -hmm. scale. It wasn't gonna really affect our business in the, in the, in the very um, traditional sense. But um, what we did was, we all know what's happening in Chicago from a youth yeah. violence standpoint. Yeah. And just, yeah. and what that does, not only in terms of, uh, um, you know, affecting the lives of those that are, um, you know, impacted by that violence, but just the, it, it depresses the, the mindset of the of the general community. And what we wanted to do is just work with an organization, um, you know, in the community that was doing um, something interesting and that was empowering youth. And again, they were not the largest organization, but they were doing uh, the right thing by educating and empowering youth that wanted to enter the creative industries, right? Mm -hmm. It's not just about this preachy, oh, we, we need to stop the, you know, stop the violence because it's the, it's, the, it's the moral right thing to do. No, like they believe that change comes with economic empowerment and one of the first courses that this, uh, this organization, uh, that they actually uh, delivered was, um, you know, financial uh, literacy to kids that are living in the hood and probably wouldn't have come across that in, in any, you know, capacity, you know, should, if it wasn't for them. So I think, like, that's an example of, like, how we look at 
um, you know, empowering youth and, and empowering our, our consumers to um, just become better people, to be quite mm -hmm. honest. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I believe that uh, the role of marketing is to deliver happiness. That's it, 100%. You yeah. know, not to sound esoteric, but, you know, mm -hmm. we're just kind of moving into this era where marketing has to be uh, functional or create some functional benefit in someone's life, whether it be tangibly, emotionally, to your point, to use your words, to empower them to do something that they care about. You know? And it comes and it comes down with, with choice and information. Like, you know, you, know, you meet kids, and, and not only, again, not in, only from a PepsiCo standpoint, but kids that love Nike. They're going to know everything there is to know about Nike and the culture surrounding Nike, the community of, of, of sneakerheads, and or if it's performance, they're going to know everything in terms of, like, the value that that particular shoe may offer them or competitive advantage, you know, uh, in terms of the, uh, you know, whatever competition they're they're competing in so it's it's a very different landscape now and if you're not if you're a brand that isn't you know uh, you know actively pursuing that that type of consumer then i think something's wrong awesome man richie so i'm gonna ask you one more question sure. man um what's next for richie cruz man i mean uh some sleep <laughs> no doubt no doubt man you are uh, you're out there and you're grinding man but i want to tell you you know thank you so much for coming down and sharing some of these words with us. We got a lot, lot of young viewers. I hope to have a lot of young viewers that would look at people like you and your Genesis story as inspiration uh, and a roadmap to, to follow in terms of the steps to take to not only be successful, but to, to be authentic while doing it. And it's all, you know, thank you for having me. And I think like, just to leave some, some words, I think it's just a journey, right? There's no bookend to success. Yeah. Like you have to stay hungry, stay learning. Mm -hmm and make yourself uncomfortable. If you're the smartest person in the room, like, like that saying goes, leave that room. Yeah. So um, that, you know, that, that point I'm that I made earlier. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the, the point that I made earlier about the attention to detail and yeah. that, endless, that in, endless incessant curiosity, like that's a real thing. So um, I know what you're doing right now is very important work and it's kind of living in this, this, this convergence of, uh, culture and commerce and marketing and branding so it's a very exciting time to see how this becomes the norm and the new paradigm so thank you for having me again. awesome my brother good luck <laughs>